It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update from Mexico. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be updating Mexico's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, we have done a media cast on the groups, which took a close look at Mexico's team, as well as a player media cast, which went through uh, each of the candidates for making the final squad. Uh, there are short versions of uh, both of those, actually. Uh, the player edition ended with a prediction of the starters, and we'll do the same thing here. Uh, this media cast is an addendum to the full player podcast. Uh, in other words, we won't be repeating all of that, but we'll be summarizing the key information and adding on to it. So it's not necessary to listen to the full version, but the conclusions we draw here are both based on that information and explained in more detail there. So we do recommend the full uh, player media cast, but if we have time, we're hoping to release a player version focused solely on the final squad. In other words, just giving the bios of those 26 players who made the squad. Okay, well, the final squads have been released, and today we'll find out how accurate we were in our predictions. We're going to list the names of the candidates and then announce who made the preliminary squad, uh, if there is one, and then the final squad. Uh, as we guessed, most squad had a few surprises, players who didn't make it or new unexpected players who did, and uh, we'll go over those players and summarize them again at the end. And we'll also discuss uh, whether the selections and the games played since June 2022 have uh, changed our thoughts on our predicted starters and on the team's prospects. Okay, well, I am rich in my Mexico shirts. I have two of them. Uh, so for the main podcast, I wore a uh, green one, like you see on the screen, if you're following the YouTube video cast. And uh, for this one, I'm switching it up and, and wearing the, uh, the uh, primarily white one. So uh, I am representing Mexico well. I feel good about it. Okay, let's begin with uh, formations. And uh, really, we're focused on the September... Uh, sorry, not September for Mexico. The Well, I'll say recent friendlies. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of summarize them uh, shortly here. Uh, so we are summarize, uh, We are focused on those games, but uh, we're going to look at the formations ever since the Gold Cup, um, uh, just to kind of get a sense of how they uh, line up. So uh, actually, it's pretty simple for Mexico. It's... Uh, uh, without too much variation, a 4-3-3 formation. So they have tried uh, a couple of other formations. Um, uh, even a couple with three at the back. But those are few and far between. And for Mexico, it's mostly four at the back. So two central defenders and two uh, outside defenders or right back, left back. Um, also, the 4-3-3 is just three lines. So the midfield of three and then three forward line. And again, they have had a couple of uh, formations where they used a two-line two midfield. So that could be uh, uh, two defensive midfielders and three attacking midfielders, that kind of thing, or one stopper and four midfielders. They have kind of uh, tried that even uh, a couple of times. They tried a three-line midfield, a three-two-two-two-one. Um, but uh, mostly they've gone with a 4-3-3. And it looks like they've kind of decided on a 4-3-3 in their recent friendlies. They had five of those uh, uh, five friendlies, and they were all 4-3-3 uh, formations. So that looks like what they're taking into the cup. Let's take a look at those games to see how they did. Uh, the first one was a friendly uh, in August, uh, August 31st there against Paraguay. That and the next two, uh, the August and September games, were all in the USA against South American teams. So the August 31st game was a 1-0 or a 0-1 loss to Paraguay. And September 24th was a 1-0 win over Peru in USA there. And the second, sorry, the second September, September 27th, uh, against Colombia was a 2-3 loss uh, to Colombia. So uh, playing um, 
all South American non-qualifying teams there. Uh, they also had a couple of friendlies just recently in November. So November 9th, uh, uh, these two were in Spain, by the way. Uh, November 9th uh, versus Iraq, and that was a 4 nothing win. And then November 16th in Spain uh, versus Sweden, that was a 1-2 loss. So uh, three losses in all and two wins. Um, probably not as confidence inspiring as they would have hoped but more interesting for us is uh who played the game so were they kind of b team experimental games or were they kind of giving the a team some time to uh, practice together and get familiar with each other well all five games uh were basically a team games none of them seemed to be team game uh, all five of them had potential starters. Nevertheless, it was really a dizzying array of players. And um, my sense overall is they seem to average maybe 2.5 to 3 players vying for each position. And I'm going to comment on that because uh, we mentioned in the main podcast that they had 67 players on the slate. And uh, we felt uh, that was a lot. Most uh, teams had something like... Uh, somewhere in the 40s, around 45 or so. Let me see, what was the average? 49. So they had, uh, you know, 18 more players. And uh, we, we noted this with the USA too. And we felt uh, even in the main podcast that this was going to cause headaches for the manager in terms of selection and also for the players in terms of broken hearts um, uh because they're given hope of making the team by by being given starts or time on the field, say in World Cup qualifying or in friendlies, only to find that they don't make uh, the final squad. I would say not as much a problem uh, for Mexico as it was for USA, because for Mexico, there weren't that many surprises uh, overall. So the players who tended to get the most starts uh, tended to be selected, whereas with USA, uh, there were some kind of uh, unpleasant surprises for the players there. But uh, for Mexico, we did note in the main podcast that Mexico had wooed some players. You know, a lot of players have USA, particularly USA, and Mexican citizenship. And uh, Mexican Mexico had actually done better than the USA in wooing some of these players over uh, to commit to Mexico. And uh, But here we can see the disappointment that that can lead to, too, because uh, we find that not many of those players are actually making the squad, uh, let alone making the World Cup. So um, a bit of a concern, you know, uh, for the players there. And uh, um, we think uh, a lot of those problems stem from uh, kind of juggling so many players in the first place. Uh, Okay, so and and as we said, uh, this this conversation comes from uh, seeing so many players play in those five uh, friendly matches. Uh, some of them have got to go. Uh, all right, let's move on to Mexico and the uh, uh, taking a look at the squad and who made it. So I'll tell you that uh, Mexico put out a thirty-one man preliminary squad on October thirtieth, and then uh, reduced that to twenty-six men. Uh, the requisite 26 men by November uh, 14th. So uh, here we go, uh, looking at those players. Well, we'll begin with the manager, Gerardo Martino. So uh, he has been the manager of Mexico since 2019 and uh, led them through the 2019 Gold Cup as his first tournament and the 2021 Gold Cup. So this will be his first uh, World Cup with... Uh, um, with Mexico, he has been through a World Cup before with Paraguay in 2010. So we're going to mark him in green to indicate that he is uh, has made it to the final squad. Um, and let's take a look at goalie. So the way we'll do this is we will list all the candidates that we looked at in the main podcast, as well as the chance we gave them of uh, making it. And that was based mostly on their participation on their games, but a couple of other factors as well. We won't uh, justify that here. We justified it in the main podcast. Uh, here we'll just announce it. 
list the players, announce it, and then say which ones who made the final squad, and then we'll finish with a summary of the position. Only later at the end of the podcast will we speculate on who the starters uh, will be. So let's begin with goalies, and we have definite candidate Guillermo Ochoa, and likely candidates. Now, we have three likely candidates, so one of them is going to be disappointed. Uh, Alfredo Talavera, Rudolfo Cota, and Carlos Acevedo, all three of those uh, kind of playing enough games and being involved enough that we thought uh, they were likely. Uh, Possible candidates, we had David Ochoa, and uh, then possible but unlikely, we had Jonathan Orozco. Well, we can begin by erasing those latter two from the list. David Ochoa and Jonathan Orozco did not make it. Uh, uh, our definite candidate, Guillermo Ochoa, did make it. And uh, drum roll, please, which of the other two made it? It was uh, Rudolfo Cota and Alfredo Talavera uh, making it. A bit of a surprise to us that uh, Carlos Acevedo uh, was not the one to make it. I'll tell you why shortly. But we erase him from the list here. Uh, and we have our three goalkeepers uh, for the tournament. So in terms of a summary of the uh, position here, uh, Ochoa uh, did not play in the Gold Cup. Um, Talavera did. And uh, Ochoa uh, came back, though, uh, uh, for the World Cup games um, and seemed to be the starting keeper there. However, he didn't play the uh, last five games. Now, these were less important games. I believe it was three friendlies and two uh, Nations League games against pretty weak uh, Caribbean teams. Um, but Ochoa uh, was not there. However, he did start three of the recent five friendlies. Those were the ones from August to November. Uh, he started three of them. And Acevedo and Talavera. Uh, started the other ones, one of the reasons we thought uh, Acevedo would be one of the selected keepers. Anyway, we'll get to that uh, at the end. Again, we'll come back to that point. Uh, defenders now, uh, central defenders, the candidates were uh, Nestor Araujo, Cesar Montes, and Hector Moreno. We had two possible candidates, Johan Vasquez and Israel Reyes. And three possible, but unlikely, this is the way it's going to be uh, with uh, so, so many candidates on their slate. Uh, possible, but unlikely, we had Luis Olivas, Arturo Ortiz, and Jordan Silver. And I'll just say that uh, none of these made it, so we'll remove them from the list. And uh, seems to be off the squad, uh, Carlos uh, Salcedo, kind of a, a, steep, uh, a steep slide. Uh, because he was a starter in the 2021 Gold Cup. But uh, Carlos Salcedo, Gilberto Salpaveda, uh, and Harrit Ortega, uh, none of them making it either. So we're quickly reducing the list here. Let's go back to the top and see if our predictions were correct. So, uh, yes, uh, Nestor Araujo was selected, Cesar Montes selected, and Hector Moreno uh, also selected for the World Cup. And uh, Johan Vasquez, one of the possible candidates, was selected. But Israel Reyes, uh, the other possible candidate, not selected. So uh, a bit surprising to me. There's only four central defenders. I believe there was one defensive midfielder who came back a couple of times uh, during the period we're talking about. So perhaps can act as backup if, uh, if they... Um, need uh, kind of an extra hand back there. Okay, well, we move on to left-backs, and we have definite candidate Jesus Gallardo, Gallardo. Uh, and we have a, a possible candidate, so no likely, but two possible, Jesus Alberto Angulo and Gerardo Artiega. And then we have three possible but unlikely candidates. These were Jonathan Gomez, Osvaldo Rodriguez and Emilio Lara. Uh, none of those three made it, so we will delete uh, Gomez, uh, Rodriguez and Lara from the list and go back to the top. Uh, no surprise that Jesus Gallardo made the squad, was selected. Uh, Jesus Alberto Angulo uh, was selected for the preliminary squad 
but uh, didn't make the cut to the final squad. However, Gerardo Artiega did uh, make the final squad. So uh, we're left with two candidates there, Jesus Gallardo and uh, Gerardo Artiega. And, uh, oh, my God, I've just realized that I forgot to summarize the uh, the centre-back position. But let me just finish off with left-backs, and then we'll go back because this is fairly short. Uh, so for left-backs, uh, Gallardo had a pretty firm grip on the position uh, through most of the period we're talking about, and that's from the 2021 Gold Cup to the uh, June 2022 um uh nations league games um and uh, uh so pretty firm grip on the position there and um ortega played a couple of games but has never threatened uh in terms of the recent friendlies then from august to november this year uh gallardo played four of them and ortega played one so a pretty even distribution between uh, suggesting that uh, Gallardo is the starter and Ortego is the backup. Okay, I'm sorry, let's go back to central defenders. And uh, that's where we have Nestor Araujo, Cesar Montes, Hector Moreno, and Johan Vasquez. So um, uh, we basically had a rotation of players between Araujo, Montes, and Moreno um, uh, there. Uh, and that kind of left us unsure as to who the starters were. But now I'm kind of trouncing on the <laughs> the final um, selection, um, the final prediction. So I won't go there. Uh, just to say that they were rotating, uh, as well as a couple of other players uh, coming into the position too. But these were the main ones. And then in the recent friendlies, uh, Moreno and Montez actually emerged playing together for three of the five games. Again, a few other players came into the position there. Uh, so it seems just based on the recent friendlies that uh, the manager is going with Moreno and Montez as the starter. However, I'm reluctant to rule out Araujo as a starter uh, there because um, I think actually he was the... the uh, one of the main the main central defender even though they were rotating i think he got a little more uh game time than or uh, a few more starts than the others um certainly he did more than uh hector moreno he got 11 starts uh out of their 22 games whereas moreno got six starts so a little bit of a surprise there if moreno is going to be the starter but once again i'm kind of jumping the gun on predicting the starter so we'll return to that at the end let's move uh, on to right backs then and we'll look at the candidates first that's jorge sanchez as a likely candidate uh, but we do have a note on him which i'll come back to uh, we have possible candidates four of them actually we have uh, luis rodriguez kevin alvarez julio cesar dominguez and Julian Araujo, uh, all of those possible candidates. And we have a possible but unlikely candidate in Salvador Reyes, but I can tell you he did not make the cut, uh, uh, was not selected even for the preliminary squad there. And uh, basically these ones I'm eliminating, I'll point out if they made the preliminary squad, but uh, most of them didn't. Uh, we speculated that there was an outside chance of uh, Miguel Leon uh, making a comeback, even though he seemed to be off the squad, but uh, that didn't happen. Uh, so Miguel Leon is off. And the other candidate who seemed to be off the squad was uh, David Ramirez, and uh, he was not selected either. And uh, finally, well, we have a little note that uh, George or Jorge Sanchez was injured. So we'll go back to that after uh, naming the candidates who made it. No, I might as well tell you now. So Jorge Sanchez um, had a knee injury in late September with an unknown return date. And uh, we were aware of that in the previous podcast and worried that he would be out of the cup. Uh, however, it turned out to be a short-term injury, and he had returned to club play by mid-October. So that was uh, much ado about nothing there, and uh, he has been selected for the squad. Uh, apparently, you know, seemingly uh, that injury well behind him now. Kevin Alvarez was also uh, selected for the squad, one of the four possible candidates there, but the other three were not. 
So uh, Luis Rodriguez, uh, not selected. Julio Cesar Dominguez and Julian Araujo, uh, none of those selected for the final squad. So out of that long list, we're left with just two, Jorge Sanchez and Kevin Alvarez. And so let's summarize the position. Uh, Sanchez had worked his way in as the main candidate, but other players were used often enough that uh, it's not really certain uh, who holds down the position. Uh, we lost more faith in uh, Jorge Sanchez being the starter when he wasn't selected for the June games and then when he was injured uh, for the September games. So as we said, we thought that injury might be long-term and keep him out of the cup, but it turned out not to be. And in fact, he made it back for the last of the five recent friendlies. So just playing in that last game in November, uh, Kevin Alvarez having played the first three. And actually, I believe it was um, uh, Nestor Araujo who played uh, as a right back the other time there. Another reason I'm a bit reluctant to, uh, to uh, dismiss Araujo as a starter. Okay, let's move on to the uh, midfielders then. And uh, defensive midfielders, we actually only have one, and it's a possible candidate, uh, Eric Lira. And, um, well, we might as well dispense with that now. Lira didn't make the final squad, so we can remove him from the list. Uh, all of the other candidates are central midfielders. And uh, I'll first say that uh, Hector Herrera is classified as a central midfielder. And actually, you know, he really is because he plays central right and left midfielder so i probably should have left anyway in the previous podcast we moved him over to right midfielder because uh, that's where he played uh, primarily for this period uh, just as luck would have it he uh, played as a central uh, midfielder for the last two games the last two friendlies there so uh, <laughs> it looks like we don't know what we're doing but uh uh, for the ease of discussion, we had moved him to right midfielder, so we'll leave him there. Uh, okay, um, so in terms of the candidates, for um, for likely candidates, we have Edson Alvarez, Orbelin Pinada, a bit of an elusive player, Orbelin Pinada, and uh, Luis Romo, all three of those uh, likely candidates. And uh, in possible candidates, actually, I got to tell you about a few others. Um, we had uh, Eric Sanchez. We also moved him to a right midfielder. So I'm just going to do that on the on the video on the screen right now. Uh, and we had Beltran Fernando uh, Beltran. Uh, sorry, Fernando Beltran. Uh, he's coded as a central midfielder too, but we moved him over to uh, right midfield. Uh, that was done in the previous podcast, actually. Uh, and uh, Luis Chavez, uh, let me see, uh, the possible candidate Luis Chavez, we moved over to the left midfield. Uh, so making that uh, a big pile of left midfielders there, which we'll come to soon. And finally, we moved uh, um, uh, Carlos Alberto Rodriguez. We, we moved him to left midfielder. Also, we did that in the previous podcast, uh, actually. So he's already there. So we'll get to left midfielder soon. But let's uh, talk about the ones who remained as central midfielders. And uh, that is Edson Alvarez. As I like, oh, uh, I've gone through them already. Okay, well, possible but unlikely then is Alain Cervantes. Uh, and he did not make the squad. Alan Cervantes. And uh, seemingly off the squad, we had Jonathan Dos Santos, and uh, he also did not make the squad. So let's go back to our likely candidates and see uh, if they made it or not. And uh, we do have uh, Ed Edison Alvarez, Edson Alvarez uh, making the final squad. Um, also, uh, Luis Chavez, uh, sorry, Luis uh, Romo made the final squad. And, uh, oh, my goodness, where did uh, Pinedo go? <laughs> that's the uh, that's the tricky thing about Pinedo. Uh, I'm going to leave him and come back because I think, uh, I, I mean, in my mind, I see Pinedo as a left attacking midfielder, uh, and I don't know why he's coded as a central. Well, I do. He sometimes plays there, but uh, I probably um, 
moved him to left attacking midfielder. So we'll just leave him for now. And uh, uh, in this uh, this slashed list of uh, central midfielders, we're really left only with Edson Alvarez and Luis Romo. Uh, so I'll tell you the, the situation. Edson Alvarez uh, still seems the main candidate, but Romo has made uh, good inroads here. And in terms of the recent friendlies, each of them started the recent friendlies. But as I mentioned, uh, Hector Herrera, who we we uh, we moved to right, right uh, midfield, has come back into the center midfield and started the last uh, two games, which shakes things up. Uh, there, so that's going to complicate our predictions, uh, but we'll come to that at the end of the podcast. Whew, let's move on to left midfielders, and what we have there is a gaggle of seven players, all at the possible level. So, <laughs> let me take you through them. We have uh, Andre Scordado, uh, Carlos Alberto Rodriguez, uh, Eric Gutierrez. Eric Aguirre, Diego Lainez, Rodolfo Pizarro, and Luis Chavez, uh, all of those players at the possible level. So as I said at the beginning, uh, that's what we have when we have 67 players called up since 2021. Okay, let's uh, reduce this list. So Eric Aguirre, uh, did not make the squad. He was uh, a possible. Yeah, they're all possible. Uh, Andre Guardado, the uh, 36-year-old uh, player, did make the squad. Uh, as did Carlos Alberto Rodriguez. Uh, Luis Chavez uh, there uh, made the squad, and Eric Gutierrez uh, made the squad. So. Uh, five of the uh, kind of left, oh, one, two, three, four of the left midfielders. Diego Lainez made the uh, preliminary squad, but not the final cut. And uh, Rodolfo Pizarro uh, did not make the squad. So now we've reduced it to four, which is still a lot. Uh, a lot of players kind of vying for one position. There we have Andres Guardado, Carlos Alberto Rodriguez, Eric Gutierrez and Luis Chavez. So let me describe the uh, situation here on the uh, left side of midfield. So again, think of the 4-3-3, and this would be um, the uh, the player to the left of the uh, central midfielder there. Okay, so uh, a lot of players were in the spot, as you can see, uh, and even some from other positions, which we didn't mention here. But um, we did uh, see the pattern that Carlos Rodriguez had played about half the time um, amongst all of those players. Uh, so we considered him kind of the prime candidate. However, uh, Guardado came back and did have some starts. And uh, Luis Chavez uh, started the two Nations League games in June. So kind of coming in at the end there, Luis Chavez. But in the recent friendlies, it was Luis Chavez who played the position in four out of five of the games. So um, uh, really looks like he's making a bid for the position there. Again, we'll come back uh, with predictions. Okay, right midfielders is blessedly fewer candidates. So as mentioned, we move Hector Herrera, oh, Hector Herrera over here, and he is a likely candidate. And then we have a possible candidates, Eric Sanchez and Fernando Beltran. Uh, all three of them actually coded as central midfielders that we kind of moved over here because that's where they've played and to make the discussion a bit uh, more convenient. So, Hector Herrera did make the final squad. Uh, and uh, Eric Sanchez made the preliminary squad, but was cut uh, in the final cut. And Fernando Beltrain did not make the squad. So, we just have Hector Herrera over here. And uh, we'll resolve this problem of him moving back to the center because now it seems like there's no one over here uh, to play on the right of midfield. Okay, let's move on to, uh, well, we're actually, I actually just kind of recoded again, 
my primary focus here making the discussion understandable uh left wingers and right wingers well they don't have wingers it's mostly a four uh three three so uh, in a couple of formations they have wingers but uh, uh in more formations they have left attacking midfielders and in most formations it's a left forward so generally it's the same kind of cast of players uh, uh in all of those positions depending on the formation so we're gonna uh, that's why i've moved them to the forward line because it is uh um you know left wingers left attacking midfielders left forward uh depending on the formation so over here we have likely candidate uh irving lozano and alexis vega uh, both likely, and then three possible but unlikely ca uh, candidates in Jesus Angulo, Jordan Carrillo, Carrillo and Mauro Lainez. Mauro Lainez. Uh, none of those possible but unlikely candidates made the squad, so we will say goodbye to them. And we're left with Irving Lozano, who did make the squad, and Alexis Vega also selected for the uh, squad. Let's summarize the position by saying it's a uh, uh, as I said, almost always a left forward position because of the 4-3-3 formation that uh, Mexico seems, or Mexico uh, does favor. A variety of players have filled it, as, as is true with most positions, but Lozano and Vega filled it more than others. So uh, when it comes to the recent friendlies, actually, to my surprise, it was Vega playing the position four of the five times and Lozana playing it just one time. Okay, let's move on to right uh, wingers, midfielders, uh, attacking midfielders and right forwards. And the candidates we have over here are uh, likely candidate Uriel Atuna and uh, possible but unlikely candidates uh, Alejandro Zendeas and Arturo Gonzalez. Well, we uh, can dismiss those guys quickly because they didn't make the uh, squad. And, uh, oh, sorry, I, sh I should make it clear that we have an injured candidate here, Jesus Manuel Corona. So he probably would have been the starter, and I will tell you about his injury uh, right here, except that I have lost my place. Uh, okay, um, Jesus Manuel Corona uh, had a fractured fibula injury picked up in mid-August and uh, he's, he is expected to return on December 1st, so uh, that comes too late. Uh, what seemed to happen though was it looked like they named him to the preliminary squad in hopes of his return, you know, in hopes that he would recover uh, quickly enough uh, to play in the cup. Uh, but then uh, uh, decided that he wouldn't recover in time for the cup. So they dropped him. Uh, I think they dropped him. Uh, no, he dropped from the 31-man squad himself. So they didn't have to replace him with anyone. Um, so uh, Jesus Manuel Corona, a big loss or a, a loss to them. But Mexico certainly has enough players to uh, cover losses uh, like that. So... Uh, uh, yeah, so sadly we move Jesus uh, Manuel Corona uh, from the list. Uh, and by the way, uh, Tecatito is his nickname. He seems to be going by that name uh, more uh, recently um, because I've seen him on a couple of websites uh, listed now as Tecatito. Uh, okay, so let's move on to attacking midfielders. And actually, if you think about the 4-3-3, uh, and actually other positions which we mentioned, it's rarely used. Uh, so uh, these players, uh, that's why the, the first player on the list is only at the possible level uh, here because they don't really use the position. So possible candidates, Sebastian Cordova and Marcelo Flores, and possible but unlikely uh, Efrain Alvarez, uh, and none of them uh, selected. So... Uh, yeah, once again, the uh, position is rarely used. And uh, when it is used, it tends to be a more defensive uh, central midfielder uh, playing, uh, you know, behind the forward. So uh, Cordova played it uh, uh, one of the few times they did use it, and it wasn't used in the friendlies. So 
none of the attacking midfielders or played it, uh, players coded as attacking midfielders making the squad. However, there was a player coded as a secondary striker uh, that did make the squad, and that is Henry Martin. So uh, we had him as a likely candidate, and he does make the squad. Okay, and finally, we will look at the forwards. So uh, as likely candidates, we have uh, uh, Rogelo Funes Mori and Raul Jimenez and uh, Santiago Jimenez, um, uh, all three of them likely candidates. We also have possible candidate Roberto Alvarado, and then we have possible but unlikely uh, Eduardo Aguirre and uh, Alan Polito. Uh, Alan Polito uh, did not make the squad, so we will uh, remove him from the list. And uh, Eduardo Aguirre also not making the squad. And uh, so that leaves us with uh, four candidates. All, uh, no, no, not all of them made it. So Rogelio Funes Mores did make the squad. And Raul Jimenez uh, also made the squad. But Santiago Jimenez uh, only made the preliminary squad. Uh, but not the final squad. And finally, we have... Uh, uh, oh, I got to talk about Orbel and Pineda, but I'll save that for after. Uh, finally, we have Alberta uh, Roberto Alvarado uh, making the squad. Okay, and I do have a note on uh, Funes Mores uh, because he was an injury concern when we did the the full player podcast there. So uh, actually, he was out with various injuries from March all the way to September, and uh, we did report this in the previous podcast. Uh, but I think even at that time, it said he was due back in September. So we hadn't uh, ruled him out. We expected him to come back. And indeed, he did return to club play in early October and has been playing uh, regularly ever since. So uh, uh, Funes Moray, uh, not a concern. And I think I just have to pause the podcast to figure out uh, what to do with Orbel and Pineda. Uh, okay, I'm back, uh, and I figured it out. Uh, so Orbelin Pineda is coded as a central midfielder. Uh, I was actually dead right, coded as a central midfielder. Uh, but And he, uh, he sometimes does play as a central midfielder or a left winger. Those seem to be his two positions, which is a bit, uh, a bit unlikely. And uh, we did have him as a likely candidate, so... Uh, we're going to add him alongside Irving Lozano and Alexis Vega, and uh, Orbel and Pineda uh, did make the squad, so uh, was selected for the squad. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm sure I've had that confusion in the past, and I'm sure it uh, it'll confuse me again. Okay, let's move on to stats now that we've finished the player-by-player -player, uh, section of the podcast, and we're going to... Um, Okay, well, we did talk about stats for the uh, for the uh, team in general. So those are all the likely possible and uh, definite candidates. Now we're going to do the stats for the 26 players who were selected. So the average age of the uh, Mexican squad is very old at 28.5. So they are by far the oldest uh, squad going into this cup. Maybe not by far. Uh, but the next youngest is Mex uh, Japan at 28.1, uh, which which is very old. And then uh, uh, a couple of teams at 20 uh, uh, in there, 27. But I mean, even 0.1 makes a difference here because that's like 0.1 for every player on the field. Uh, so they're 0.4 older, or almost well a third of a year older on average. That's each player. A third of a year older than each Japanese player, for example. Uh, so, yeah, uh, normally I don't think uh, age matters, but I think it is a bit of an issue on Mexico. Um, um, I won't get into that, but, you know, they're, they're really going to have to uh, focus on uh, refreshing after and, and uh, maybe, you know, allowing some of these younger players uh, more access to the squad, uh, which is kind of connected to what I talked about earlier. Anyway, uh, here's how it looks in terms of age. So uh, uh, we have uh, Alfredo Talavera at 40 years old. That's why we 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 didn't think he would he would be the one 
not selected, the goalkeeper not selected because of his age. Uh, Guillermo Ocoa, also a goalie at 37. Andres Guardado, 36. And then the other goalie, Rodolfo Cota, at 35. So three of the uh, oldest players are their goalies. Hector Moreno at 34. And then a couple, uh, 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 you know, five other players in their 30s. So um, players that are over 33 years old, that's five. So uh, most teams have a couple, but uh, these guys are way over 33, uh, some of them, and uh, um, uh, raising the average age of the team. But at the other end, it's a bit of an issue too. Players who are 22 years old or younger, none zero players who are 22 years old so kevin alvarez is the youngest player at uh, 23 years old so uh, a really uh, uh, old squad and you can make of it what you will but to me um you know i mean argentina and brazil both have uh, uh, squads at, uh, in the 27 year old range uh, but it doesn't strike me as a problem for them whereas it does kind of strike me as a bit of a problem for uh, for uh, Mexico. Okay, anyway, we'll move on. Average caps, well, at least they should get some uh, experienced players with uh, players that old, and they certainly do. 49.4 average caps per player, and uh, 34 is the average, so they're far more experienced uh, than most other teams. And uh, Andre Guardado himself probably raised the average a couple of points there. 10787 caps for Andre Guardado, one of the most capped players in the world. Ocoa, uh, Guillermo Ocoa with 130, Hector Moreno with 126, and Hector Herrero with 100. Uh, all of them uh, centurions there. Uh, at the other end of the scale, we only have four players with 10 or less caps, and that is uh, uh, goalkeeper Luis, uh, Rodolfo Cota, sorry, uh, Luis Chavez, Kevin Alvarez, and Johan Vasquez, uh, fairly uh, inexperienced players uh, making the squad. But again, most teams have uh, quite a bit more uh, uh, players with less than 10 caps. Total goals, 132 for Mexico. And uh, how does this compare? Well, it's 10.3%. A little statistics I have, that total goals per cap. And uh, we can make sense of it by comparing it with other teams. And the, the, the question here is, are Mexico a scoring team? Well, I kind of view Mexico as a scoring team, but no, 10.3 is very low. The average is 13.2. And again, here, 1% makes a difference, uh, quite a big difference. So there are a few teams uh, who have lower, below 10%, but those are teams well known for having scoring problems. So Japan, uh, Saudi Arabia uh, are the two teams I've had. I think South Korea uh, is in there too. You know, teams that really uh, struggle, they're known, uh, known to be struggling for scorers. So Mexico seems to be entering that range uh, here. And it's a bit of a concern. I'll, I'll kind of detail the quest, uh, the uh, it a bit here with this chart. Uh, Raul Jimenez is that uh, top scorer, uh, both in terms of total goals and in percentage, 29 goals in 94 games. But I got to say, that's not a tremendous uh, a tremendous average for a centre forward. It's pretty good, but uh, it's not, uh, you know, like some of the teams with top forwards have a much higher scoring ratio. Irving Lozano, 27%. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Funes More, 33%. So that's uh, also pretty good, but that's only five goals in 15 games. So I generally don't take it seriously unless they have at least 20 games. Uh, the good thing, though, about Mexico is they are getting uh, goals from all over the field. So I think they seem to have about eight or nine players here who have a higher than 10% scoring ratio, including some uh, more defensive players. So uh, uh, at least they have that uh, kind of getting goals from all over the field. But uh, I would say in this cup, you know, watch uh, watch for that issue. You know, uh, are they getting goals and who are they getting goals from? Um, a bit of an issue. Okay, let's move on to the next section. Uh, summaries. Uh, I hope I don't sound negative because I am a fan of Mexico. Um, uh, 
you know, and I want them to do well. But I, I, I got to say, well, we'll we'll talk about that in the uh, last section here. Let's move on to the summaries. And actually, for Mexico, this is pretty pretty quick. And uh, notable non-selections, uh, none really. I guess uh, uh, no. Uh, uh, any any surprise non-selections are due to injury. So no players. Uh, um, no. Okay. Well, maybe one. Uh, maybe. Uh, Maybe Carlos Acevedo, the goalie, because uh, we had him as a likely candidate. But uh, we had we had one definite and three likely candidates, so one of them had to go. Uh, I must say I thought it would be Talaveras rather than Acevedo, because Acevedo is 26 and Talaveras is 40. So I thought they tried to bring in a little youth there, but they don't seem to have done that. They seem to have preferred veterans uh, over youth for this cup. Uh, any surprise inclusions? Uh, no, thankfully they had 67 players on the slate already, so we didn't really need any uh, surprises or new players. There's no uh, new players that were not on our list in the main podcast there. Okay, let's go on to an update on injury. So we have a few categories. First of all, players who have recovered from injury and so, uh, thankfully for Mexico, uh, we have uh, Jorge Sanchez, the right back, who uh, was an injury concern when we did our last podcast, but now is uh, back uh, uh, playing for his club. Same with uh, Rogelio Funes Mores. Uh, so uh, we were quite concerned about him because he was out from March to September, uh, although we did... Uh, no, we weren't that concerned, actually, because uh, he was due back in September and he did return back. Uh, Irving Lozano was also uh, a, a risk with a shoulder injury, and I don't think I talked about this one above, so I'll just describe it here. He had a shoulder injury in June, and uh, that left us wondering in the main podcast whether, where, you know, what kind of an injury was it and is he going to be available for the Cup? Anyway, uh, he was over it by the start of the new season in September. So uh, Mexico will be very happy to have uh, these three players, all, all fairly important players available to them. Uh, next category is injury doubts. These would be players uh, who who were kind of injured but selected in hopes that they would recover. Uh, but we don't have any. Uh, Jesus Manuel Corona was almost that, but uh, they eventually just uh, kind of decided that he wasn't going to recover in time, and so they uh, they uh, weren't able to bring him. That brings us on to our next category: players who were dropped due to injury. Oops, due to injury, and uh, that is Jesus Manuel Corona uh, right there. And uh, finally, uh, players who were injured but not strong candidates anyway, and actually uh, amongst the 67 candidates that we cut here, there were none. Uh, so we move on to predicted starters. And uh, oh, predicted starters, and I got to do a little magic to repopulate the uh, the list here. Magic is complete. Okay, well, I'm sure you've seen better magic tricks than that. But uh, okay, here we go. So, manager uh, Gerardo Martinez, uh, uh, Martino, sorry, we'll consider him a starter, as in he's not going to get fired before the cup. We don't think. Uh, goalkeepers, the uh, players we have are Guillermo Ochoa, Ochoa uh, Alfredo Talavera, and Rudolfo uh, Cota. Uh, so we had Ochoa as the starter, but we were a little doubtful uh, when he didn't start the last five games uh, up until June 2022. However, he did start three of the five recent friendlies, which renewed our uh, confidence that he will be the starter so we're going to mark him in green central defenders uh we have nesta araujo C uh, cesar montez hector Hereno, and johan vasquez and uh, we had nominated three of them uh, the three likely players there as rotating starters uh, in the friendlies, though, Moreno and Montes emerged playing together for three of the five games. So we think that kind of tips the uh, manager's hand and uh, that, that will be the starting pair. However, we're reluctant to, uh, to uh, write Araujo off as a substitute. 
we he so we think he will get some starts uh, uh, as a centre back or even as a right back where he played in one of the uh, recent friendlies. So we will mark Cesar Montes and Hector Moreno in green, and uh, Nestor Araujo in yellow as a sometime starter. Left back, uh, we uh, called Gallardo as the starter, and we are sticking firmly to that. We're, we're very sure of that. Um, on the right back side, uh, we had thought um, uh, Jorge Sanchez uh, would be injured. So in the previous podcast, we picked Rodriguez as his backup. And uh, frankly, I don't know what we were thinking because actually Rodrigo's had been drifting off the squad. I think he only played uh, four games since the 2021 Gold Cup. So sorry, Mexican fans. Uh, I think we made a mistake there. Uh, and uh, we might have, we might well have chosen, uh, no, I don't know who we would have chosen. Uh, maybe we chose Rodriguez because we didn't really see another candidate. Anyway, Rodriguez didn't make the squad. Uh, Sanchez is back and healthy, so we think it's going to be uh, Sanchez as the starter, even though uh, Kevin Alvarez uh, played three of the friendlies. That was because Sanchez was injured or uh, at the end of his injury period there, so we think he'll come back. Uh, defensive midfielders is a position we uh, combine with central midfielders, so we'll do uh, uh, defensive and central midfielders together here. Um, and uh, the candidates there are Edson Alvarez and uh, Luis Romo. It's just uh, really one uh, central, central midfielder uh, in a 4-3-3 formation. So Edson Alvarez uh, still seems the main candidate, but uh, Romo has made inroads. And then each of them started uh, one of the recent friendlies from August to November. Uh, but then Hector Herrera started the last... Uh, the last two games, which shakes things up, makes us a bit uncertain uh, about what's going on. So again, there's always been a lot of shuffling in the midfield, but uh, we're not willing to nominate Edson Alvarez or Luis Romo because it is quite possible that uh, uh, that the manager will go with uh, Hector Herrera there. So uh, we're not really sure. Uh, however, uh, we will uh, kind of nominate Hector Herrera as a starter. Actually, he's really only started about half the games, but we do uh, see him as a starter somewhere in the central midfield. He's been on the left. Uh, he was on the right quite a bit, just at the very end, uh, moved to the central midfield role. So uh, we'll nominate Hector Herrera there. Um, not necessarily, though, as the centre. One, uh, our left midfielders, the candidates are Andre Guardado, Carlos Rodriguez, Eric Gutierrez, and Luis Chavez. So um, uh, let me see. We had been unwilling to predict a starter uh, for this position in the main media cap because too many players had come in and out of the position. Uh, admittedly, the most common one was Carlos Rodriguez, uh, but then we were... Uh, a bit uncertain about him because in the last uh, couple of games it was Luis Chavez uh, coming into the role. But actually the recent friendlies did uh, kind of clarify things for us because Luis Chavez played all five of the recent friendlies. So that seems like a decision by the manager uh, to start him in that position. We're going to uh, change uh, from Carlos Alberto Rodriguez, who we were only ever kind of leaning towards. We didn't actually nominate him, but now we do nominate uh, Luis Chavez as the starting left midfielder. Uh, right midfielder, uh, the only candidate we have here is Hector Herrera, and we've seen he's moved to the center. Uh, so we do nominate Hector Herrera as a starter, uh, even though he doesn't necessarily start all games. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez had little claim on this position, uh, before starting all five friendlies there himself. So we were thinking of him as the left midfielder. We didn't commit to it. Uh, but now, again, we think the manager is kind of tipping his hand, uh, giving him practice in that position because he intends to use him in the cup. So uh, here we go, moving Carlos Alberto Rodriguez from uh, left midfielder to right midfielder and nominating him as the starter there. So those are, uh, you know, we, we, we try to base our decisions on the longer term, 
But what can we say if he's used in five games in a row directly before the cup? Uh, it seems like an indication to us. Okay, left wingers and left attacking midfielders and left forwards. Uh, we had Lozana as the starter and Baker as the backup. Uh, but now we're confused because uh, it seems to be the reverse. I think Vegas started uh, five of the uh, or four of the five games there. So we're going to land on a kind of a rotation, uh, a rotation here. Meanwhile, Orbel and Pinedo uh, didn't play, didn't start enough games for us to consider him a starter. Uh, honestly, the Lozano and Alexis Vega thing is kind of a wait and see. I personally favor Lozano as the starter, but uh, the evidence suggests uh, more of a rotation. Okay, on the right wing, uh, well, Jesus Corona probably would have been our pick as a starter, but now he's out injured. Uh, so we uh, defaulted to Antuna as a starter, and actually that was in the full player podcast because we knew that Corona was injured. Uh, in the recent friendlies, though, Alvarado, uh, that's the forward, uh, Roberto Alvarado, uh, has made a bid for the position. So uh, we see the possibility of a rotation there. Uh, maybe I'll move Alvarado up, although, you know, um, no, he's still a forward. Uh, I, I'm going to mark Antuna in yellow there. Uh, but honestly, it's a bit stronger than yellow. I still think he might be the starter. Okay, finally, the forwards. So, uh, uh, no, I, I'm going to mark Alvarado in yellow as well, uh, perhaps as a, 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 right, uh, a, a right forward there. Okay, let's talk about the forwards. So, uh, this is another interesting situation. We were really torn, like, will they go with Funes Mores? Will they go with Jimenez? Is Santiago Jimenez making a bid? Uh, will he do? No, he wasn't selected for the squad. Is Jimenez, uh, Raul Jimenez in form? I don't know. Is Virgilio Funes Mores injured? We're not sure. So, we were wringing our hands over that. Uh, in the previous podcast, only to find here that Henry Martin uh, seems to have swooped into the position playing four of the five recent friendlies. So again, we find that a little hard to swallow, uh, nominating Henry Martin as the, uh, as the starter. But to be honest, Funes Mores and, and Raul Jimenez have, haven't made uh, strong bids. In fact, we think... Uh, you know the position is there for Raúl Jiménez to to take uh, if he if he can only show some form, uh, but we wonder if that uh, if there's a kind of a psychological uh, difficulty given the injury he suffered uh, that's making it hard for him to come back to the form that he had. Uh, anyway, really kind of up in the air here. I really suspect that they they'll they'll just be kind of trying out players. Uh, until one of them shows form. So we're not going to nominate a starter here. Uh, I don't feel comfortable. I, 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 Henry Martin might start as a forward, but I don't see him as the starter. Okay, well, that is the end of uh, the predictions. And uh, we will go with some closing thoughts. So we did talk a lot about Mexico in the team podcast and what their prospects were. So we won't repeat uh, all of that here. Rather, we're trying to focus on one question. Does the selection change our opinion about their chances? Well, perhaps I would say with Mexico, I'm a bit concerned about the age issue and the fact that they're kind of going with veterans uh, rather than bringing in youth. I mean, uh, more than the average age of the squad, I was really surprised that they have no players under 22 uh, when there's so much talent available to them. They just put forward an Olympic team, which has to be made up primarily of under 23 players. And, uh, you know, almost none of them were able to, to get onto the team here. So I think... Uh, uh, you know, they've made a clear decision to go with the veterans. I don't know where that's going to leave them after this cup. But even for this cup, I see Mexico as a weaker team than they used to be. So they traditionally get knocked out at the, uh, at the round of 16. But I wonder if they'll even make it to the round of 16 uh, with this squad. Uh, it's very up in the air. The squad could perform well, and I would be happy if they did. I just kind of feel like this is a, a bit of a weaker squad. 
that Mexico usually brings to the cup. Okay, well, that's the end of that, and it brings us to the end of the media cast. So keep in mind, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates. If we do that, it'll just be outtakes from the main player podcast rather than a separate podcast where we repeat all that information. And again, if it comes out, it'll probably come out in the first, uh, first few days of the cup. Um, I kind of want to do it for myself because I want to kind of review the squads before I watch a game. Uh, Anyway, in terms of the the, uh, uh, media cast that we do, keep an eye on us at soccerfiles.canada. That's soccerfiles with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website, yikes, I've once again forgotten to show the the, uh, closing graphic there. our website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. It's right there at the bottom of the uh, YouTube image. And check out the show notes, uh, which we've been improving, the links to our website, uh, information, and previous podcast series. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will see you for our next team. Bye-bye.